Hey everybody, it's your boy Jay Rich. You know me, Spider-Man, all day, every day. Check it out. I'm making another game. Alright, so we know about my other game. VT Heroes, right? Deck building, fighting card game, 1v1, all that dope action. I wanted to change the genre up and see if I could do something else. So, I decided I wanted to get into the realm of shooters. You know, like Call of Duty, all that kind of stuff. But I want to turn it into a card game. Halfway. My crazy behind came up with Rival Aim. Yes, this is a 2 to 10 player arena shooter. Now check it out. You have melee attacks, range attacks. You have common loot, rare loot, legendary loot. You can run away. You can take cover. There's even a nuke. Let me stop myself right there. There's even a nuke that can kill almost everybody. I just took all the logic behind shooters and I put it to the simplicity of Uno. Wow. Crazy. There's going to be only three tiers. You can buy the game, you can get the game and the shirt, or you can get our super combo package where you can get the game, the shirt, a copy of VT Heroes, and a VT Heroes shirt. Now that right there, that's just, I mean, come on. Help a brother out. Welcome to another episode of Dad Is Not A Noun, changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood, as well as changing the narrative on the things I care about. And today what I care about is video games. And the game that's on my mind right now is Street Fighter 2. Why? Because Street Fighter 2 was the dope game when it came out. I remember when it came into the arcade, got a couple of quarters, put it in, and the first character that, that, that kind of took me, I'm like, this is my guy, was Docile. Why? Because of the Yuga flame, the way he stretched his arms. He was just a dope character. And I mastered him. I was like nice. I was nice with the sticks. I ain't gonna front. I was nice. So on this episode of Dad Is Not A Now, we're gonna go into the shocking history of this amazing character. So I want to give a quick shout out to Top Hat Gaming for the great content. Because there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about this character. And now I know it's just crazy. It's crazy. But you guys are going to enjoy it. But first, I want to give a shout out to my sponsor for this episode, Rival Aim, Arena Shooter Card. If you like Uno and Phase 10, you're going to like this game. It's a first-person shooter card game, and, and it's just dope. It's just dope. It's created by Jason Richardson. He's just, just a dope brother. Uh, he also is the creator of ET Heroes. Um, he is also the owner of the black-owned J1 Studio. I'm going to let him um, talk about the game a little bit. We're going to go into the episode. But by supporting his Indigo project, supports the channel. Just go to Indigo website, type in the game, Rival Aim Arena Shooter Card. Support him because we need, we need, like, we need that. We need that. So... I'm gonna let Jason take it away, and then we're gonna go right into the episode. So for you, yeah, yeah. 
there whenever it matters And even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here but that or I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders For what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all My message to any dad, man First off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Big Daddy Top Hat here. If you're old enough to remember the revolutionary release of the original version of Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, then in all likelihood the character who is our focus today, Dull Sim, may very well be one of the characters that you gravitated towards in your earliest playthroughs. After all, who can deny the allure of playing as a fighter who has unbelievably stretchy limbs, seemingly giving us greater reach in contests against all competition? It doesn't take much playing of this legendary game to soon learn that winning in Street Fighter 2 comes down to far more than who has the longest arms, with combat with so many other factors coming into play if one wants to overcome their adversaries. Still, the fact that Dao Sim is a grower rather than a shower would make him one of many gamers' first characters they chose to play as. But while this may be the case, outside of his impressive reach, most long-time gamers know near next to nothing about the master of the Yoga Flame. So in today's little upload, I am looking to change that somewhat. So without further ado, I would like you all to sit back, relax and enter a deep state of meditation as we go back to a time and look at the entire 31-year existence of this Indian fighter. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Dao Sim. Yeah! As already briefly mentioned, Dao Sim would first pop up in Street Fighter 2 The World Warrior, released back in 1991. Here he would appear as one of eight memorable selectable fighters, making up part of the most important fighting game roster in all of video game history. As for this ridiculous colourful caricature of a fighter, he, like the rest of the newcomers for Street Fighter 2, was designed by Akira Nishitani. Plans for an Indian character appear to have been planned for the game since even its earliest development stages, with a fighter originally being in the works who had a striking resemblance to the Hindu god Ganesha, of course featuring four arms and the head of an elephant. Eventually, a more down-to-earth fighter was conceived, with Dal Sim getting his name from a curry house in Osaka, Japan which was located near the Capcom offices where the Street Fighter 2 development team were working. This local Indian restaurant was named Dal's after the Indian lentil side dish known as Dal. For some reason, they just took the name of one dish, Dal, and mixed it with another dish known as Shim, aka Hyacinth Beans. 
So essentially, the staff working at Capcom would choose to name their Indian character Lentils and Beans. After two dishes, they spotted on the Curry House's menu. Which is bloody ridiculous when you stop and think about it. If this was the naming conventions they were choosing to follow, then why did they not also name Vega Paella, Chunli Sweet and Sour Pork, and Guile, uh, Pop-Tart? But nope, only the Indian was named after curry side dishes. Because Japan, I guess. In a development interview with Akira Nishitani about the deliciously named Dao Sim, in terms of the character's fighting style, he claims to have been inspired by the ripple zoom punch technique from the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure manga series. But looking deeper, there is almost no doubt that great influence for the character came from the 1976 Hong Kong martial arts movie, The Master of the Flying Guillotine. And when you look at this source material, it is not surprising that the dev is not outwardly acknowledging such inspiration. The Hong Kong flick would depict an Indian man played by a Chinese man wearing a turban with his face painted brown, who utilises a yoga-based fighting style. Who directed this movie? Bloody Justin Trudeau? Most significantly of all, linking this dubious fighter to Dal Sim, the flying guillotine character has the unnatural ability of being able to extend his limbs to extraordinary lengths, just like one of fighting game's most beloved warriors. So yeah, Dal Sim's trademark stretchy limb fighting style appears to have been inspired by a racist caricature, with the fighter receiving his now iconic name from curry side dishes from down the local Indian restaurant. I guess there must not have been much in the way of sensitivities towards other cultures in Japan in 1991, but to be fair, few would have noticed either of these things when playing Street Fighter 2 anyway. Upon making his maiden appearance in Street Fighter 2, Dal Sim would enter the Second World Warrior Tournament in order to raise money for the people of his village. But this would be tricky for the man as it contradicts his pacifist beliefs. Here he would face off against many now legendary opponents, using a fight style that was simply described by the game as yoga, which no matter what angle you looked at it from, makes no sense as yoga is not a fighting style. Here in the West, yoga often denotes a modern form of Hatha Yoga, and a posture-based physical fitness stress relief and relaxation technique, so it largely exists for exercise and well-being. More traditional yoga found in India tends to focus more on meditation and the release from worldly attachments, so neither are a combat art, but I guess could aid a fighter in combat somewhat. Whoever was in charge of creating the manuals for the Western home versions of the game found on the Sega and Nintendo consoles obviously noticed this discrepancy so he would list his fighting style as Kobadi. Which is even more ridiculous, as this is not a fighting style either, but instead a bizarre Indian sport which is essentially a complicated version of 7 on 7 tag, where you are allowed to tackle opponents and stop them tagging your teammates, the more you know. So yeah, basically the more we learn, the more we can see that Dal Sim does not have a formal well-known fighting technique like the rest of the roster, but instead combines yoga and fighting like the character from the Master of the Flying Guillotine. To be fair, intense yoga training can make a warrior more flexible and allows them to contort their limbs. Dal Sim, on the other hand, to excuse the pun, stretches these abilities past physical human possibility. Which is all fine in the world of Street Fighter, as none of us can shoot fireballs from our bloody palms either. Dal Sim's crazy reach is not his only supernatural ability though, as he is also capable of teleporting in combat to maintain distance from opponents and can even breathe fire at his opponents as well. 
In the early days, Capcom USA would report that the reason Dull Sim had the ability to breathe fire was down to the fact that he ate really spicy curries. But his narrative would be quickly decided to be too ridiculous for even Capcom of Japan, who would retcon the character stating that he can breathe fire due to receiving a blessing from the Hindu god of fire known as Agni. The Vindaloo narrative was no more. The English manual for Super Street Fighter 2 would provide yet another reason why Dao Sim was capable of breathing fire, with the SNES manual stating that the flames stem from his mastery over fully unleashing his latent Kundalini energies in his training. In Hinduism, Kundalini is a form of divine feminine energy, believed to be located at the base of a spine. It is an important concept in Shaiva Tantra where it is believed to be a force or power associated with the divine feminine or the formless aspect of the goddess. So to be fair to Capcom, even in the first couple of years, Mr. Lentils and Beans was being really fleshed out. It takes no genius to notice that in combat, Dull Sim tries to gain victory by utilising distance attacks via his long reach and utilising flame-based projectiles. But when in close proximity to an opponent, he can also hit them with a surprise aerial attack or sliding kick. His teleportation technique also allows him to create ambiguous setups that can confuse his opponents. Surprise attacks and attacking from a distance is almost essential for Dull Sim in achieving victory, as he has both a notable low offense and defense, so distance and close range surprise are his only routes to a win. When winning about in Street Fighter 2, Dull Sim has a hilarious win quote of I will meditate and then destroy you, which contradicts his pacifist beliefs. But to be fair, the contradiction is made more clear when you realise that this quote is only in the international versions of the game, with him declaring when he achieves victory in the Japanese version, enlightenment, as long as you are not enlightened, victory will not come to you. A quote much more in line with his character. Although, let's be fair, pacifists shouldn't be fighting to begin with, so it is still pretty silly. If one is able to beat the game as Dal Sim and win the Second World Warrior Tournament, a scene is shown of him riding an elephant back to India, before we get a time jump showing his life three years into the future. The next scene shows his turban-wearing son sitting cross-legged on the floor of his living quarters, with him asking his dad what the picture on the wall means that displays his father's World Warrior Tournament victory. Dal Sim simply jokes that it is him in a past life, a quip relating to reincarnation, one of Hinduism's key beliefs. As Street Fighter 2 fever swept the world and we got multiple iterations of the game, by 1994 we would get the live action movie, with Dal Sim being portrayed by Roshan Seth. Like all characters in the movie, his existence in the Street Fighter plot would be retconned, with him being an Indian scientist being held captive by M. Bison Shadaloo. In the strange film, he is forced by Bison to create the Blanca in his laboratory, and shaves his head at the end of the movie when the goodies storm Bison's fortress for no plot reason whatsoever. But at least this makes him look more like Dull Sim, I guess. Sadly, he dies in the movie as the fortress explodes, but lucky for us, the movie was non-canon, leaving us with plenty more Dull Sim appearances to come. Sadly, he would be completely left out of the video games based on this film, as a playable character, so instead you would have to suffer through playing as embarrassing Captain Sawada or the abysmal Blade. In fact, the game even had bloody Akuma, who wasn't even in the movie, further showing execs disrespect towards the Indian Yoga Master. But how would Japanese movies treat the character? 
In the Street Fighter 2 animated movie, Dolcim is shown in a fantastic fight scene where he is facing off against E Honda in his village. The scene shows him pulling off all of his trademark moves with him quickly gaining an advantage over the sumo wrestler, but loses the match after being distracted by an immense power, taking the loss humbly. Dalsim would also appear in the Japanese animated TV series known as Street Fighter 2 V. In this one, he lives in a remote village. Ryu and Ken go after him to learn about the ways of the Hado. At first, he turns them down, but later changes his mind. He helps Ryu learn how to do a Hadouken, and Ken the Shryuken, giving him a more important role in the plot of this story than in any Street Fighter media we have covered so far. As for the American cartoon, it would mirror the plot of a live-action movie, with Dalsim being a scientist who reluctantly is forced to work for Shadaloo. After surviving the destruction of M. Bison's base, he attempts to atone for his past mistakes by working alongside the Street Fighters. Since then, he abandoned science for yoga and the pursuit of spiritual enlightenment, gaining his in-game powers of fire-breathing, teleportation and limb-stretching as a result, basically giving the Dalsim we see in Street Fighter 2 a now non-canon origin story. As for Dalsim's now official origin story, we would soon get to learn more about the character's life prior to entering the Second World Warrior Tournament in Street Fighter 2. He would show up in Street Fighter Alpha 2 in 1996, which shows him raising money for his village and questioning what good could come from violence. He prize fights throughout much of Alpha 2 and in a playthrough defeats M. Bison at the end of the game. His village thank him for all of his victories and for all the medicine, food and shelters his wins provide for them. Worrying in the process that he has created bad karma, his wife assures him he has made things better and introduces him to his newly born son. Dulcim closes Alpha 2 out with one final rhetorical question. Does the end justify the means? Street Fighter Alpha 3 that would arrive in 1998 would see Dulcim receive further character development, with him setting out to destroy M. Bison's evil. He travels around the world and meets Rose and Birdie and uses his mind control powers to seek answers. On his adventure, he does a lot of good, including becoming a fighter who is responsible for making Kami White self-aware, thus freeing her from Bison's mind control. A playthrough as the Yoga Master later sees him confront Bison and destroy the Shadaloo base. Looking at the size of that mushroom cloud, Yoga is a more powerful force than I gave it credit for earlier in the video. During the mid-90s, Dalsim would tend to get a lot of love in the world of fighting games, including him being a playable fighter in all three Street Fighter EX titles. These non-canon games depict the Indian Yoga Master in polygonal form for the first time, and in their self-contained story universe, see Dalsim developing a friendship with Blanca, a relationship that results in the pair teaming up by the third entry in the EX series. Dalsim would also show up as a playable fighter in the first ever Street Fighter crossover game, X-Men vs Street Fighter, as well as in its sequel, Marvel Super Heroes vs Street Fighter, with him servicing once more in Marvel vs Capcom 2, the epic chaotic classic with a gigantic roster of fighters. Speaking of crossovers, he would also play a huge role in Capcom's collaborations with SNK, showing up as a playable in Millennium Fight 2000, Mark of the Millennium and SVC Chaos. In terms of his story being built up and what would happen in the character's life post Street Fighter 2, would finally be provided with an answer to such a question in 2010, with the release of Super Street Fighter 4. In this one, Sin builds a dam upstream blocking the flow of water to his village. His son, who we learn is named Data, is confirmed to be a pen pal of Guile's daughter. 
When Data informs Dal Sim that his pen pal's father is away on a mission to investigate said dam, Dal Sim recognises that the situation is even more serious than he thought. He is reluctant to use his powers for selfish purposes, but feels compelled to save his village. Dal Sim goes to participate in the tournament meeting characters like Rufus for the first time. Dal Sim gains new ultra combos including the Yoga Catastrophe and the Yoga Shangri-La, a mid-air grab that targets an earthbound foe. If successful, he headbutts them repeatedly, using the momentum granted by his stretching limbs. After defeating Seth at the end of a playthrough, the dam is destroyed and the water returns to the village. Dalsim comes to the realisation that the evil in the heart of humanity will never truly be defeated, but he also recognises that the goodness in mankind's heart is also endless. Philosophical stuff. Dalsim would also raise his head as a playable fighter in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, tagging up with Sagat of all people, with the pair both looking for missing children. As for canon appearances after Street Fighter 4, we of course have Street Fighter 5, with Dalsim being part of Shadow Falls, that overarching story involving many of the game's characters. In this one, he has now grown a long white beard as a result of aging and keeps his turban on in combat. The story sees Ryu in India looking for Dalsim, in need of help understanding his fist. Dalsim advises Ryu to face the Satsui no Haido, instead of suppressing it as he has let it overwhelm and control him. Nikali suddenly appears and targets Dalsim and Ryu, aiming to consume their souls. Despite being outmatched, Ryu refuses to give up. However, the Satsui no Hado begins to possess him, and he and Nikali launch attacks at each other. Dalsim intervenes, telling Ryu not to let the Hado take him over before taking Nikali on himself. As both warriors are pushed back, a dark spherical object eclipses the sun. Nikali projects a vision of seven flying objects and then bison into Ryu before deforming. Dal Sim explains the legend of an ancient being appears during a great crisis when many warriors are needed. Later in the tale, Alex can be seen fixing his trailer car in New York. When Dal Sim suddenly appears before him, he angrily mistakes Dal Sim as a mugger as the two fight. After Alex gives him something that is needed to stop him bison, Dal Sim informs him about his future before he teleports away. Further in, chun arrives at the Shadaloo base, however since the facility is on lockdown, a bunch of Shadaloo soldiers rush in to stop her. Dalsim appears before the officer and takes out the soldiers. He gives the control piece to her, and as chun enters the base, Dalsim holds off more soldiers. Progressing along, Ryu controls the Sratsui no Hado within him to deliver the final blow that reverts Nakali back to his original state. Dalsim reappears and demands Nakali to leave, which he does. As the story closes, Dalsim storms and Bison's base with the other fighters, with Ryu delivering a finishing blow to the evil dictator. In his character prologue in the game, Dalsim continues to function in a guru-like role, encouraging others. This includes assuring Armika that with practice, she could one day breathe flames too. In combat throughout the game, Dalsim gains his V-Trigger, the Yoga Burner, which works similar to his Yoga Flame, and also a V-Skill known as the Yoga Float where he floats in midair to hit his opponent. The Yoga Catastrophe, Dalsim's first ultra combo in Street Fighter 4, is now his critical art. Dalsim breathes in, enlarging his belly, and then spits out a slow-moving giant ball of flame that arcs and hits his opponents. Throughout Dalsim's many appearances over the years, we have seen many consistencies, appearing as a stoic, self-disciplined humble man and a self-proclaimed pacifist. Still, Dalsim is often forced to go against his beliefs to take on great evils such as in Bison, which often has him questioning his entire existence. Dalsim tends to fight mostly for the poor and oppressed, and does all he can to raise money for the poverty-stricken. 
Through this, he is aware that power to harm could result in becoming evil, and frequently questions fighting on his journey towards personal enlightenment. The character has gained a lot of depth over the years, and is certainly a lot more interesting today than simply a fighter based off of a dubious Hong Kong movie produced caricature named after the local Indian restaurant. Keeping all of this in mind, I cannot wait to see what's in store for him in Street Fighter 6, as he is no longer simply Mr. Lentils and Beans. No pun intended, but the future looks bright for the master of the Yoga Flame. So ladies and gentlemen, that was the story of Dull Sim. Be sure to let me know in the comment section down below which Street Fighter character I should cover next. And if you are new here, be sure to check out my character retrospective playlist covering dozens and dozens of different characters from the Street Fighter universe. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell to never miss a video. And if you want to go that one step further and really help the show out, then consider supporting my work via Patreon. My son's great-grandfather was a Hindu, don't you know? And gaining wealth by honest means is one of the four aims of life. Dharma encourages the lawful earning of money to provide for your family. But some teachings also emphasize the need to share wealth and avoid becoming greedy. Charity is an essential feature of Dharma. So be charitable and support Top Hat Gaming Man. Big Daddy Top Hat loves you very much. Yeah. Speaking of patrons, special shoutouts go out to... A Murderer of Crows, Carl Johnson, Sebastian Velez, Heo Bulo Lopez, Nostalgia Collector, Ben Haradine, Corey Imar Senior, Ron Dinched, Evan Border, Philip Manth, Azurakai, Dropkin Varela, Michael Cullix, Ego, Jordan Duran, Ian Boyle, Nick Daniels, Princess Zana, Daniel Daly, Computer Man, House of a Ted, Gary Pinkett, ECU Professor, Johnny Holly, August Piazza, Justin Wang. Capcom vs SNK, Hermes Gonzalez, Man Shovel, Michael Hall, Sang He, Norma Stitz, Langston Miller, Noob, Sarah Powell, Vlamic Renee, Marvin Ariliga, TOG Driver, Louis Viant, John Bates, David Bale, Chris Fisk, Rick 67, Antonio Rodriguez, Craig Jenkins, Synth Spaces, Punk Toast, Steve, Awesome Jacket Dude, and everybody else who backs my show via Patreon. I am so, so thankful. Yeah. Thank you on helping me on my personal road to enlightenment. So for you, yeah, yeah. There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, hinder discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out. If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.